0: Mark chapter number four. We just heard from Mark. Now we're going to read from Mark. Amen. Amen. Mark chapter number four. What a blessing that is. Now let's do this. Let's let's welcome all of our Fairview family. Let's let them know we're glad they're with us this morning. Amen. What a great crowd this morning. It looked a little thin in the beginning, but some of y'all come in late, but it's good to be here. Amen. I'm glad you made it. Better late than Never. Glad y'all are with us at Fairview. Uh, Mark chapter number four. Uh, it, this I, I love preaching on the harvest. I love preaching on sowing the seed. It gives me an excuse to wear my overalls. Say amen. And uh, we we wanna we wanna do this. It's no secret. It's no secret that for many many weeks now. We've been preaching on evangelism, we've been preaching on uh, missions, we've sacrificed, we've, we have given, we have done all of these things so that one day we can reap a harvest. Say it with me, we can reap a Listen, a farmer doesn't go out for nothing. He's looking for something to come back. Are y'all with me? And so I want to I encourage you today. I want to encourage you that have sacrificed. I want to encourage you that are sowing the seed you're sharing your faith. You're sharing your stories. And you're doing all of these things that, that, that sometimes, sometimes we don't see immediate results. Are you all with me? Say amen. amen. I remember the very first garden I, 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 I planted over in Barnwell, South Carolina. I remember I went and, and, and one, of the, one of the church members there, they, they'd done all the prep work for me. I didn't have a tractor. He came in and did all that. And I remember it. I remember to this day. I remember I went out and planted everything. Early the next morning, I went and checked it out. <laughs> I don't know why. But I, every day, every morning, without fail, Brother Miko, every morning, I went out and looked. And you know, sometimes when, when you don't see immediate results, it gets discouraging. Do I have a witness? You've prayed for your grandchild. you prayed for your kid. You're you're trying to sow into them, and you're not seeing immediate results. I've got encouragement for you today. Somebody say amen. And listen, I'm an impatient guy. That's why I buy my tomato plants now with tomatoes already on them. I need a witness. Amen. I'm sorry. Mark 4. Mark 4, verse number 3. If you're there, say amen. Hearken that means pay attention. Behold, that means pay attention even more. There went out a sower. Sewer. Everybody say it. At Fairview say it. There went out a sower to sow. And it came to pass as he sowed, some fell by the wayside and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground where it had not much earth. And immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. And other fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some thirty, some sixty, and some hundred. All the farmers said, Amen. And he said unto them, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was alone, they that were about him with the twelve asked of him the parable. And he said unto them, unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but unto them that are without, all things are done in parables. Now, if you'll remember as we were going through the book of Matthew, that parables was a judgment upon the unbelievers. That Jesus spoke plainly up unto the point that they refused to believe and they rejected him. And from that point on, he only spoke in parables as a judgment to their unbelief. If you remember that, say amen. Now, it says in verse number 13, skip down. And he said unto them, Know ye not this parable? And how then will ye know all parables? The sower soweth the the word. That's the seed. That's what's in the bag, y'all, the word. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they, likewise, which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, and have no root in themselves, and so endure but for a time afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they are what? Offended. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lusts of others. Things entering in choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirtyfold, some sixty, some a hundred. And he said unto them, is a candle brought to be under a bushel or under a bed? Now, Now this is sounding like he's totally changing the subject, but he's not. It says, and not to be set on a candlestick, for there is nothing hid which shall not be manifested, neither was anything kept secret, but that it should come abroad. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. And he said unto them, take heed what ye hear. With what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you. And unto you that hear shall more be given. Amen. For he that hath to him shall be given, and he that hath not from him shall be taken, even that which he hath. And he said, so is the kingdom of God. As if a man should cast seed into the ground, and should sleep, and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up he knoweth not how for the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself first the blade then the ear and that the full corn in the ear and when the fruit is brought forth immediately he putteth in the sickle let's all say it because the harvest is come everybody say it because the let's pray Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the privilege and the honor it is to be here today. Thank you for the wonderful, wonderful music we have heard already. Thank you for the word in song. Thank you for the word that we're about to hear. Lord, please open our hearts, open our minds, let us receive your word. And I pray that it'll be an encouragement. I pray that it'll be a challenge. I pray that you'll do what it's set out to do. And Lord, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Don't let me say anything I shouldn't. Don't let me forget anything I should. Completely control my words, Holy Spirit. And Father, we'll thank you and give you glory and praise to your Son, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. We have the, 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 the story, the illustration that Jesus has given us of the sower in the seed. Jesus loves to compare. And give visual illustrations, give visual illustrations of truths that he's trying to give them. Now, how many of y'all like visual illustrations? Say amen. Amen. I I do too. I I have a flair for the dramatic, except that I'm getting older now. Uh, In my younger days, this bag would be full of seeds, and while I was preaching, I'd be slinging it all over you guys. But I'm older and wiser and tired. Say amen. Amen. And, and I don't want to make my staff mad because they'd have to clean it up between services. Amen. But I love to see things. I, I, I don't know what it is about, but if I can see it, I can grasp it a little more than just hearing it. And so Jesus has given them this illustration about the kingdom of God, and about what he's doing, about sowing the seed. And, and you've probably heard these, these, these parables over and over and over. But I want to, I want to help you understand some truths about sowing the seed and about the harvest that's to come. First of all, we're taking notes. If you got your notes in front of you, number one, number one, let's talk about, let's talk about the soil. Let's talk about the soil because many times, and especially in this first, in this first section, uh, it's called, and we tell people, this is the parable of the sower, the parable of the sower. But in truth, in reality, it's the parable of the soil. It's the soil. He's given contrast and comparison to different types of soil. It's the same seed. He doesn't he doesn't put different seed in different ground. It's the same seed. It's the word of God. Say amen. amen. It doesn't matter what place, in what part, in what country, or what city, or what community, the seed is the same. There's different delivery methods. There's different ways of getting the seat out. And, you know, unfortunately, we as Christians get so caught up in our tradition and what we are familiar to us, we start complaining about the methods of getting the seat out. Don't worry about the method. Just get the seat out. Are y'all with me? Say amen. amen. But there's some realities we need to remember, because if you don't, you're going to get discouraged. And Jesus knew that. Jesus knew that. And he's saying this, he is explaining, he said, some fell here and some fell there and some fell. He's one out of four, one out of four. All right. Now watch this, watch this. First of all, what's the realities of the soul we need to remember. First of all, the response, the reality of responses. When you share God's word, when you sow the seed of God's word, you're going to get a different response. Nobody, nobody is going to have the same response every time they do that. Have y'all, have y'all witnessed that so far? When you've shared your faith, when you've even, even I'd say this, even when you've just invited somebody to church, you've had different responses. And I can tell you this, I can tell you this. And all the times I've been in church and been in ministry, my father's sitting right there and I guarantee you, he would say the same thing. I have witnessed all four of these responses take place all four. Now let's look at the first response. Now I didn't, I didn't write this down. I didn't write this down in your notes, but if you want to write it on the side, that's what I did on the side there. uh, just, just to help you remember the Bible says in verse 15, verse 15, he says, these are they now the sower is sowing the word, right? It's into the hearts of people. In the first one, the first one, it says in verse four, it came to pass as he sowed. Some fell by the wayside and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. Verse 15, he gives the explanation. These are they which are by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately. Immediately. Satan cometh Immediately. immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. So the first response, the first response is no response. You're going to preach the word you 're going to share the gospel you 're going to share your story, and there is absolutely no response. Satan cometh immediately and takes it away. They do not believe they do not they do not respond to you at all i have I have shared my faith i've shared my story, and there was an enthusiastic yes and a talking and a communicating and i've shared it, and there was absolutely no response, yeah, whatever, even to the point of rejecting. I don't want what you have or I don't. Re- What's happened? Satan comes immediately, takes it out. There is no response. Now, why am I telling you this? Don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. You got to keep going. That's just one response. Everybody's going sooner or later, you're going to run into somebody who just does not believe what you have to say. I am I preaching this morning. So there's going to be no response. Then the second one. Then the second one he describes, he said, some fell on stony ground. There was not much earth. It sprung up immediately, but the sun came up and it scorched and withered away. There was no root. Now, what does he describe this? Verse 16. These are they that likewise are sown on stony ground, who when they heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness and have no root. Say that with me. Have no root in themselves and so endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction and persecution arise for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. I call this the emotional response. The emotional response. I've seen it over and over and over again. I've seen people be in a highly emotional service, a highly charged service, if you will. And, and it just seems like it's very uh, uh, emotional, pulling on the emotions. And they come forward and they may even have tears in their eyes. Never, ever judge the authenticity of somebody's profession by whether they're crying or not. I've seen them weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. And you said, man, they're, they're repenting for three people. <laughs> and, and, and then after the service, you can't find them again. But then I've seen, I, 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 was, I was sharing the gospel with a lady. She came to the, my, our home with me and Tammy and, 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 and we went through the whole plan and, and, and she was there and I said, would you like to pray and ask Jesus to save you? I, she said, yes. And, and, and when we got through praying, she was just looking at me like this. No emotion, none whatsoever. I said, do you feel better? She said, not really. That's exactly what she said. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, well, this didn't work. <laughs> never missed another service. Was faithful. It, from that point on, I seen her at the church the next Sunday, and she was just bubbly and happy as can be. And I was so confused about the response. Listen, you, never, you cannot read and you cannot judge by people's outward response. This person here described as somebody who's, who's an emotional response. They receive yes, I'm glad. They come to church for a while. They get used to being around you guys, and they like being around you guys. It's a, and then all of a sudden, life happens. Trouble comes. Difficulty takes place, and then they're out. They're gone. Why? They had no root. Their their religion was was an inch deep. They had an emotional response. It wasn't the spirit that was renewed. It was their emotions that were stirred. Now be careful. But we can get so caught up in emotions. But listen, emotions is not real. I, I, I love the songs they were singing here. I love the songs they were singing here. It's, it's what I grew up with. If we can get a little banjo in that group, we'll be good, Brother Martin. But you know what? I can, I can, I can, I can get emotional to Ricky Skaggs. Singing nothing has nothing to do about Jesus. Are y'all with me? The only thing that will stir your soul is truth, truth. But some people have an emotional reaction, but then they're gone. They're gone. Then we see a third response. We see a third response. There's some fell among thorns. Some fell among thorns. Then we see we see this described. Jesus begins to explain it, verse eighteen. These are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things, the desire, the craving for other things, entering in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. I call this the selfish response. They receive it in the beginning. When I say receive it, they, they, want, they want some of it because they, they, they see it as a benefit to them. They want to go to this church because there's more contacts here. Be careful of that salesman that joins a big church because they're looking for some contacts. Has nothing to do with whether Jesus is leading them or drawing them. They're looking. They have a materialistic view in mind. And then what happens is when some other thing attracts their eye, they're gone and you can't find them. I've seen people come here. I've seen people come here all through the years and, and, and come and begin and take part and, 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 and involve themselves, And then, and then when some hobby, uh, some, 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 uh, uh, a habit that they have or something that's a little more attractive to them, pulls them away and they're gone. They're gone. So many responses to the gospel, but then you have some good ground. Then you have some good ground. The Bible says this good ground is those who receive it. Are y'all with me? They receive it. Look at what it says in verse 20. These are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, receive it and bring forth fruit. There's the key. There's the key. There's only one, one type of soil that's real. And it's the soil that brings forth fruit. Preacher, I saw them go to church. I seen them sit on the front. They even cried one time. But where's the fruit? There isn't but one of these that's saved. There's not but one of these that's genuine. There's not but one that's authentic. And that's the one that brings forth fruit. Are y'all with me? Say amen. The reality of responses is, I, I, and I never, I never put it this way. I heard I heard Willie G say it this way: one quarter, one fourth, one fourth. Now, if you think about it that way, listen, that's 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 kind of discouraging. But Jesus is giving them; he's 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 reminding them: listen, listen, this is going to happen. The reality of response is the reality of results. Write that down. Everybody's not going to bear fruit. Everybody you witness to is not going to receive what you have. It's just not going to happen. I get discouraged. I, I, does anybody, does anybody hate rejection? I, I hate it. I hate it. I've had people working with me about dealing with cars, you know, my father, he can, he can sell es- ice to an Eskimo. I mean, he, I don't know how he does it, but he has a way to do it. We went to get a truck one time, a 68 Ford truck, and I really wanted it. and, and, and dad was going with me. I said, dad, I want to do it this time. I want to do the talking. He wanted $1,500 for the truck. Dad said, now when you go in there, tell him you'll give him, you'll give him $1,100 right here, right on the do- out the door, $1,100. said, okay, okay, I'm excited. I walk in there, I said, sir, I'll give you $1,100. He said, I wouldn't take $1,499. I said, okay, here. <laughs> My dad's sitting up there, what are you doing? I hate rejection, man. I mean, it just I, I'm just not good at that. I had another friend of mine, I was going to deal with a car and he said, now look, you, 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 this is what you said. Don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. I said, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> now listen, guys, we got to understand this. When we're sharing our faith, there's going to be people that receive it and there's going to be people that's not going to receive it. There's going to be people that's rude. Then there's going to be people that you think, hey, they got it. They're excited about it. This is going to work. And then they they they, they may be involved for just a little bit. And then they leave. And you get, you get blown away. Because this is personal to you. This is real to you. This is, this is, this is, this is, and it breaks you down. And it makes you want to quit. But don't quit. Don't quit. Because the fruit that's coming from the one makes up for the other three. Church, say amen. amen. Now, that's the soil. You need to understand that the, the people you're working with, the people you're sharing with, the soil. Then, number two, not only does Jesus teach them about the reality of the soil. Now, if we just stopped at point number one, it'd be real discouraging. Can I get a witness right there? Now, dear God, I'm out here working and, and sowing and sweating and pleading and begging, but just one fourth, Lord. But keep reading. Keep reading. He says more. Not only do we see the reality of the soul, but look at the reminder to the sower. You remember when I said we went into verse number 21 and it sounds like he's changing topics. He sounds like he's changing topics from, you know, being a sower to letting your light shine. Watch this. And he said unto them, he said unto them, now to the them, you remember, he's, he's talking to the disciples now. He's, ta- he's not talking in parables, he's talking to the disciples. And he said unto them, is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed and not to be set on a candlestick? For there is nothing hid. Now, now to understand what he's saying now, you've got to remember that he was just before that speaking in parables. What is a parable? It's really a hidden truth. Right now, Jesus is speaking in a hidden manner because it is judgment against those who refuse to believe him and rejected him. So it is, it's in a hidden way. But Jesus is saying here, there's coming a time when you step forward and you begin to sow and you begin to preach and you begin to go into all the world that nothing will be hid. It's gonna be in plain sight. And he says, when a lamp is brought in, you don't put it under a bushel. You don't put it under a bed. You put it on a candlestick, which would be a little shelf that stuck out of the wall. They would put it so it would light up the whole room. In other words, you want it to cover everything. Say it with me. Everything. Now, what are we receiving from that? Well, if you'll go back, if you'll go back, look in in this, look in this. He is teaching them how to sow. He's teaching them how to sow. He's saying, I am speaking in parables. I am speaking in hidden things. But there's coming a day when you're going to speak plainly. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Now watch this. This is so good. Verse 4. Verse 4. And it came to pass as he sowed. As he sowed, watch this. Some fell by the... Verse 5. Some fell on... Verse seven, some fell. In verse eight, and other fell on. Watch this. Write this down. The reminder to the sower. A. Write this down. When you sow, when you sow, sow with abandon. Sow with abandon. Now, Webster's Dictionary says the word abandon means with no restraint. Say that with me. With. Everybody say it with. Now, when I read this parable, when I read this parable, I I have gone, I have gone and I've watched farmers. Uh, I've seen videos of brother Mark out there farming and they are very specific about where they put that seed. But the way it looks in this parable, that brother was chunking seed, y'all. He said, it was landing Sorry about the mic there, Mike. Are y'all with me? Some fell on the, on the hard pavement. Some fell on the, on the hard path. Some fell among the thorns. Some fell in the stony ground. And some fell in the good ground. What are you saying? That brother was sowing with abandon. Now, why am I saying that? You don't know what kind of soil you're sowing in. You just need to sow. I don't care what they look like. I don't care if they look thorny. Are y'all with me? Just sow. Sow in the morning. Sow in the noontime. Sow in the dewy eve. Sow with the people you think will receive it. Sow with people you don't think will receive it. Because you just don't know. Be like that candlestick that's set up on there. It shines on the whole room. When you walk into it, you need to have in your mind that every single person in this room needs the word of God. Every single person I run to needs the word of God. There's not but two kind of people on this planet. It's the lost and the saved. And I'm just going to consider they all lost and they need what I got to give. So with abandon, so to the waitress, So to the policeman that pulled you over. (laughs) Sir, do you have a minute? (laughs) So to the nurse at the doctor's office. So to the teacher in the school. Hello. Just so. So with abandonment. We used to sing this chorus when I was in in Bible college. Everybody ought to know. Everybody ought to know. Everybody ought to know who Jesus is. Listen, let's sow. Let's sow to our kids. Let's sow to our grandkids. Let's sow to our family. Let's sow to our friends. Just sow with abandon. Everybody needs Jesus. Jesus. The worst thing in the world we could ever do is judge the soil. The worst thing, I've had testimony after testimony of people coming into DMD training and and said, Preacher, I tell you, the Holy Spirit was wanting me to witness to this person, share my story with this person. But boy, that person didn't look like they wanted it. But I did it anyway because the Holy Spirit wouldn't leave me alone. And it was one of the best visits I had, Preacher. I could tell you this over and over and over. I'm telling you, we as Christians are bad about this. We're bad about this. And me, I'm, I'm, listen, God's been working on me big time. When we was, when we was in the, I call it the blue room. You know, that's when it was, y'all remember when the church was over here? And the carpet was blue and the chairs were blue. See, the blue of the chairs that y'all were sitting in up there, guys, it was was down here. And I remember when we built that building and, and we had the person in here putting carpet down. He had, he had... He had rings on every finger, tattoos everywhere. He'd make Steve look like a Sunday school boy. <clears throat> Are y'all with me? I mean, just rough looking character. And, and, and I'm thinking, this man needs Jesus. This man needs Jesus. So I'm trying to figure out a way how I can witness to him. And he's down on his knees. I'll never forget it. He was down on his knees over here. And he was putting in that carpet. And I said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk about the service Sunday. So I come up behind him and said, man, how you doing? He said, I'm doing great, preacher, how you doing? I said, I'm doing good. And uh, I said, boy, I tell you what, we had a service yesterday. He said, we did too. (laughs) What? And he began to tell me about his service and the people that got saved. And he about had tears in his eyes and I had to go to my office and repent. (laughs) He was more right with Jesus than I was. Some, come on now, don't look at me, all you self-righteous hypocrites in here. Don't act like y'all ain't never done this. How many of y'all looked at somebody? Come on. Bunch of heathen. I know who I'm preaching to. Just so. Just so. So if you think they need it and so if you think they don't. It don't matter. So, say it with me, so with. Abandon. abandon. Say it with me, so with. Abandoned. Then write this down. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. He said that that light shines on everything. We should show everywhere. Then he says in verse twenty four, and he said unto them, Take heed what ye hear. With what measure ye meet it, say it with me, it shall be measured to you and unto you the hear shall shall more shall more be given. Now, what is this? We're not only to sow with abandon, but we're to sow with anticipation. He says, whatever measure ye meet, he said, it's going to come back. It's going to be measured to you again. And not just that, but more shall be given. 2 Corinthians 9, 6. Look at your notes. Look at your notes. 2 Corinthians 9, 6. But this I say, He which soweth shall reap also. And he which soweth shall reap also. Are y'all with me? Here's here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line. Sow with anticipation. Preacher, I've done shared my story with five people and nothing's happening. That's okay. That's okay. It takes time. But keep sowing. Keep sowing. I have sowed and I've been rejected seven, eight, nine, ten times. And then five times in a row, somebody received it and got saved. But when you sow, you need to sow with anticipation. He is telling these disciples, you sow, but with you expect fruit to take place. Now you gotta do this, guys, because if you don't, you're going to get discouraged. You can't, just, you can't just share your story one time or share the gospel one time and, and nothing happened in your eyes right then. There's a, there's a story. Can anybody remember, any of my DMD people in here that, that can remember the story of the guy that Brother Gibson uh, talked about, it, the little missionary guy who was passing out the tracks? And it for like years and years and years, he never saw one convert in front of him, with him. But then he died. He died. Uh, Whoever's whoever's in DMD in here, look that up so I can give them that. Because it's a little little video story of this, this little evangelist. And if you was to look at his life and his story right then, you would think he was an utter failure. But when he died, people started coming to his funerals and, come and started sharing testimonies of this little man who gave them a tract. And later on, when they got home, they read it and gave Christ their life. And thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people came to know Christ. And he didn't see not a single one of them on earth. But I have a feeling that when he got to heaven, They started in a line coming up to him and say, let me tell you how I got in. Keep sowing. Keep sowing. Keep sharing. Grandparents, keep telling your children about Jesus. Keep telling those kids. Keep keep sowing in them. Keep sowing in them. Keep sowing in them. Don't get discouraged. They they say, preacher, they're going the wrong way. Just keep on sowing. Just keep on sowing. Just keep on giving them the word. Quit with the psychology. Quit with what the world has. Just give them the word. And it'll come back. What ye meet, it shall be given to you again. But not just that, but more shall be given. And all God's people say it. Lastly, lastly. Look at the reassurance in the seed. Verse 26, and so is the kingdom of God. This is going to really help you guys. I'm telling you, 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 you're getting discouraged because you don't feel like nothing's happening. And he said, so is the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed into the ground. Now, here's what I want you to, I want you to write down. Number three, here's the reassurance in the seed. Jesus reminded them and told them the reality of the souls. Everybody's not going to get saved. It just ain't going to happen. Then he reminded the sower just to sow. Sow with abandon. Sow with anticipation. Know that there is a harvest going to come. But then he, he reassures them about the seed. He says, so is the kingdom of God, as if a man should cast seed into the ground and should sleep. Hmm. He cast seed into the ground and should. He's reassured, the sower is reassured by the process. The sower is reassured, write that down, he's reassured by the process. Preacher, what are you talking about? Here is here is the job of the sower. Here's the job of the farmer. He's to sow. And then what does it say? Sleep. Are y'all reading the same Bible I am? Here's the kingdom of God. He said, this is what it's going to look like. This is how it's going to work. This is what the church should do. Church members, you are the church. You're the bride of Christ. We're all the bride. Say amen. We are the church. We're supposed to be sowing. Look at your neighbor and say, we're supposed to be sowing. And then what are we supposed to do? Sleep. I'm for that. Say Amen. To this day, I don't understand why. I, I, I was angry at naps when I was a kid. What were we thinking? I think that should be a mandate. Forget the shops, mandate naps. People, amen. Be a happier world we'd live in. He said, sleep. So, and? Sleep. Say it again. Again. Preacher, what are you getting at? Here's the deal. Here's the bottom line. Your job is not supposed to save anybody. Your job is not to save anybody. You say, why? Because you can't. Your job is to. And then. So the word. And trust God with the rest. He gives the illustration. What's a farmer do? He puts seed in the ground and he goes to bed. He don't know how it comes up. That's what it says. It is a mystery. It is a miracle. He can get up night and day. That's what it says. He can get up night and day and check it out. I'm a witness of that. But you know what, brother Martin? Nothing I did either day made that come out the ground. There's nothing I could do. I had to. Oh mercy! We have to wait. wait. Preacher, they wouldn't. They wouldn't pray the prayer. That's not your job. Your job is to sow. God does the rest. The hardest part we can, we, can, we can try to receive is that we're not the Holy Spirit. Our job is to give the truth. It's the Holy Spirit's job to convict them to believe that truth. And nothing you or I can do can make them do that. Now, now, why am I saying this? Now, now most of you in here, you're not in DMD, so you, this may not be as close or real to you at the moment. But most of our DMD people, when we come in, we share, we share about sharing. Who did we share with this week? And there's been so many times I've seen, I've seen some of our DMD team come in and they've shared with people and they didn't get saved and they were so discouraged. Brother Doug, they were just so down because they were not able to pray with somebody and somebody didn't believe them and they felt like a failure. I said, did you share? Yes. Then you were successful. Our job is to sow. It's God's job to grow. What did Paul say? i planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Now let me, let me make it a little more real. How many of you grandparents are in here? Raise your hand. We're a pretty good crowd. Say Amen. I got one and one on the way. My goodness. Listen, how many of y'all want that kid in heaven? Keep sowing. Keep sowing. Keep sowing. And keep trusting. I'm going to do the sowing. And I'm going to trust God to do the growing. Let's say that. That sounds pretty good. You ready? And we're going to trust God to do the? The And all God's people say it. Watch this. Let me give you one more promise. He, He reassures us by explaining the process. He said, just sow and go to bed. Just sow and sleep. Trust God with the process. Trust God with the process. But then... Then he, he gives one more reassurance. Verses 30. And he said, "Whereunto shall we liken the kingdom of God? Or with what comparison shall we compare it? It is like a grain of mustard seed. Now in that day, grain of mustard seed in that area, in that, that region of the world, it was the smallest they had. So he's using something that they're familiar with. He said, it is like a grain of mustard seed that's very what? Small. Come on, say it with me. It's very? Which when it is sown in the earth is less than all the seeds that be in the earth. But when it is sown, say that, when it is, it groweth up and becometh greater than all herbs and shooteth out great branches so that the fowls of the air may lodge under the shadow of in Jesus' day, the mustard tree would, would grow to about 15 feet. When it's sown, is very small. But when God's done with it. You know what he's saying by this? He said, you're just a bunch of ragtag nothings. The people are going to perceive you as ignorant and unlearned men. Just a small handful. But when God's done with it, are y'all with me? Look at the church today. The church is, is, the church is struggling in America. But ladies and gentlemen, the church in the world is on fire. And it's growing by leaps and bounds. But it started with just a little handful. Now everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. He's giving them a promise that this thing's going to work. But he's wanting, I truly believe that this is a little vision casting right here. (laughs) Brother Doug, would you agree with that? He's he's casting vision. He's wanting them to see where we're going. Now look at me, everybody. Look at me. Look at me. I know you done wrote the last. I told you, I'm going to put a bunch of fake blanks there just because of that. (laughs) Listen, we're sowing not just fill this building we're not trying to build our kingdom we're trying to build his kingdom it's not about a a church it's about many churches it's about a movement say it with me it's about a movement we may start out small but God has promised us that his word will not return void. On this rock, I will build my church. So keep sowing. Well, preacher, what if I sow in North Carolina on vacation? They won't come back to church here. That's not the point. We're not just trying to build our church. We're trying to build the kingdom. So it doesn't matter where you're at. Sow. It doesn't matter where you're at. Sow. And God's going to give the increase. Sow and sleep. I don't know. I don't know that anything, I don't know that anything in this whole chapter encouraged me as much as that one. But my job's to sow. If they believe, that's up to them and God. I'm just going to keep sowing. You reject me, I'm going to keep sowing. You don't believe me, I'm going to keep sowing. Because there's going to be one I'm going to run into, Brother Melvin, that's going to, he's going to produce some fruit. Amen. Some 30, some 60, some, uh, hello. Amen. Just keep sowing. Shake the dust off and say, get behind me, Satan, I got sowing to do. Amen. And all God's people say it.